Today, obviously, a very good reminder. Cold weather is very much on the way, if not here already. Yep. AJ McCall on VFX, you know, because it's that time of year. That's right. Uh, And with that comes a couple of different things. And one of those things apparently is seasonal affective disorder, which can bring up symptoms of just sad and dreary and all that, right? Well, the solution, surprisingly, and good for you, McCall, is coffee. Nice. The problem is, well, maybe not the problem, because I'm sure you could just bend your way through it, but it suggests that you should, you know, uh, stretch it out and do one like every four hours. So just one Mm. cup and then four hours and another cup and then four hours and another cup. Mm. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I want it all right now. Kind of. Kind of what, what I if, figured was the case. What if I drink two cups right now, and then two cups later, and then two cups later? That seems like, based on the math, better? it seems like that would double the positive impact that that would have, seemingly, to me. Huh. Okay, sweet. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, based on the math, why would that not work? If one cup helps, two cups ought to be better. Should. Right? Yeah. Yeah? I, I think so. The funny thing is, uh, this the most recent study, it's the second iteration of the study, so they did one back in 2010. And that's where the one cup every four hours could make a difference. The second one, I think, looked more so at the impact of the cup of coffee mm-hmm. in terms of it helping your mood, helping you deal with uh, anxiety and stress. And it, But it didn't look at how much coffee, which I feel like... Is important? It, yeah, is something you should, like, ballpark. Yeah. Like, how many four-hour cups of coffee should you have? Like, yeah, that should be, that should be <laughs> figured out. Please figure that out. It does say it also helps you concentrate. I mean, I'm, all I'm reading is positive signs here for drinking coffee during the winter season. Yeah. Not to mention also, fun fact, coffee can be quite warm and it is quite chilly outside. It is. I literally got in today and I said, I'm going to go turn on the coffee maker. I had just barely finished my first cup of coffee as soon as I pulled into the parking lot. It's very so, understandable. You know. Just saying. Coffee could be a solution and McCall's going to go above and beyond. That being said, uh, with seasonal affective disorder, those are not uncommon things as we get into the season. There's a lot of things that um, provide challenges, and and we want to make sure that you know you got places to go and people to talk. Well, we had fun at the beginning talking about how coffee can help you. The truth of the matter is this time of year can be really tough. Yeah. AJ McCall on VFX. Uh, people find it much harder to be concentrate, more anxious, less motivated, feel sad in general. And then, you know, you add in the family-friends dynamic, depending on what it looks like, can be tough. To be reminded that this is a time of season where generally everyone's supposed to get together, say I love you, and spend time with loved ones. Right. That being said, you can... Uh, you can get through it because uh, no matter what, I think we always put, I think situations like this, the expectations in our own mind, we make it worse than it actually is. Yes. Not to say that you are not going through anything, but I think it's one of those things where, you know, this is one of those things where you're going to see pictures and you're going to be reminded constantly it's the holidays. Doesn't matter where you look, whether it's out and about, whether it's on social media, you're going to be reminded, right, that the holidays are going on. Mm-hmm. So a couple of tips to help you deal with, uh, you know, the loneliness and such of the holidays include uh, don't force yourself to keep up with old traditions. Yeah. Set new expectations or goals. Mm-hmm. Um, try and appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. Take basic uh, basic self-care of yourself at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. And just remember, your, remember to avoid the pitfalls in terms of social media and holidays to not not give yourself the constant reminder. Um, one of my favorite things 
when I was in college, I would, did not have a very good relationship with one of my parents. So holidays were really tough because uh, I can tell you that on my uh, it's easy if I get it on my dad's side, the family's super, super, super tiny. There's like five of us. On my uh-huh. mom's side, it's not the case. So then, not having access to all of that family is a lot of people I don't have access to, and that is how our uh, potluck, our fast food potluck, I've talked about with my friends for Thanksgiving came about. And it became one of our new traditions. It was a ton of fun because I spent the time with the people who actually wanted to have me around. And I really enjoyed it. An example of a situation where we created something awesome that I think about in the holidays now as opposed to the fact that I didn't want to spend time with that family. And they didn't want me around either. Right. You could do the same thing. And then, you know, there's always people, I think, to reach out to. I think it just takes getting over the roadblocks we set up in our own minds in terms of... um, I think the self-conscious nature in terms of acknowledging maybe we need help, maybe we need to reach out, there are people out there. And just, I think, takes just a little bit of effort, and there's plenty of people, I think, that would listen. I mean, Carl and I have both been in situations, I think, where people have reached out to just pick our brains, get in our ears to ask for help, and that could be the same for you. So holiday season, if it's miserable or not, there's fun stuff that you can find to do, and and there are people there that would be happy to listen to you and look out for you, so... Enjoy. Find something new, something small, at least to start to enjoy the year. And the AJ McCall Show will absolutely be here as well. Yes. So the policy is don't kill the messenger because I did not say that women are high maintenance. I just said that my friend said that he called off a relationship because a woman was high maintenance. And then when asked to define that, man, backed up real fast. Just said, basically, if you know, you know. So how would you define it? And is it really a term that needs to be thrown around anymore? No. Before everyone throws eggs at me, I just want to reiterate that on the AJ and McCall show, we have a policy of not killing the messenger, right? Shoot, yeah, not shooting the messenger. Please. We preferred not to be harmed physically in any way, shape, or form. Automatrix Group debate today with AJ McCall on VFX. So get this, right? We've talked about Satchel Guy, for those who, who remember the story. My friend who lives in Colorado, oh. who's perpetually single. That guy. I was like, who? So we don't hear from him very often because he gets wound up in work and whatever else. Right. Existing. uh, Right. Life. Got it. We heard from him this weekend and he got caught up on everybody's lives, which includes a friend of ours who's planning to propose this month. Yee, buddy. I know, right? So, of course, we asked Satchel Guy, hey, what are uh, what's going on with you and the ladies? Mm -hmm. He says, I was seeing some girl and I decided to end it. She was just too high maintenance for me. Now. Background on all of us in the friend group that are not Satchel Guy. Right. We just want to see him, like, actually give someone a chance. We think there's a little bit of self-sabotage that happens in a lot of these situations. Okay. So, of course, I ask him, I say, well, what, what do you mean? How was she high maintenance? Because I want to see what he says. And he, his response, I kid you not, was, dude, what are you talking about? You know what it means. She's just a high maintenance girl. Would not, that was all I got. If you know, you know. And I didn't know. No. So my question is, this is why I don't want to kill the messenger. Because I just want to know how you would define it. How would you define a high maintenance woman? <laughs> I have I have a very strong opinion on this, and I'm trying to tread lightly so I don't make people angry. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I would. De- what? No, I'm kidding. Sorry, <laughs> AJ. How dare you? I would define a high maintenance woman as somebody that a man doesn't want to put up with. Um, and that's on. The man and not the girl. See, it's interesting you say that. So from your definition, yes, that's how I would define high maintenance. It's the, I guess the question is contextually, how do you get to that situation? Because I was trying to think about it. Because like when you're when you're growing up, 
I don't want to say it's universal, but like I would have identified high maintenance as someone who wanted all the attention. And you wanted to do all this stuff and you wanted to go out and do this and, and money would definitely be a part of it yeah. too. And then being 32 now and oh my gosh, how did I get this old? I would think, yeah, there's probably a way I could still define someone as high maintenance, but some of that stuff is just really, I think, falling short of the desire to match pace in the uh, the relationship, but yes. also the not responding well to someone who potentially has drive or ambition to reach certain things. Correct. I I have there. Here's a story. Once upon a time, I think I was in like fifth grade. I remember having a conversation at a family gathering. I think it was at Thanksgiving. And we were sitting down and my cousin said something about somebody being high maintenance. And at 10 years old or 11 years old, I didn't know what that word meant. I had no idea. Right. So I asked her, I said, what does that mean? And she said, direct quote, we'll open up a dictionary and there'd be a picture of you there. (laughs) So... From a very young age, I have (laughs) very much anger towards the term high maintenance because people have always identified me as a high maintenance individual. And to that, I say, I'm not asking you to maintain me. Mm, That's fair. That's fair. Uh, We got uh, Josh on the line. Josh, how would you define a high maintenance woman? Uh, I would say lots of trips to the mall, pedicures, I guess. I mean, I just see a lot of money being spent with high maintenance. Money makes it. I mean, it definitely comes to mind. And I think the funny thing is, so high maintenance, I think, is a term coined because of the the, the actual definition in the real world, right? Maintaining what you have to do to make something run, suffice, and continue going. So it it fits. But I think in dating, it's, it's a little bit of a cliche phrase because I think what it actually is is what is the energy level you run into because really when you think about it besides money if we set that aside for a second like if you talk about the stuff like uh someone who likes to go on trips or go on specific dates stuff like that which i think would fall under high maintenance it's really i don't think a difference between a high level of maintenance and a low level of maintenance it's more so what energy do you operate on in terms of being like a homebody or whatever yeah yeah maintenance i mean i get we talked about this yesterday too like the maintenance makes sense in terms of the way it's trying to be applied, but in terms of people, it still sounds, I don't know. It's a D-bag move. Like, it's a, I don't know. Disconnected? Yeah. Possessive? Yeah, I, I would agree with possessive. And again, equality is about reciprocity, so fellas, you ain't getting out of this either. Mm-mm. That's to come. But first, of course, we got to hear dumb stories. That's right. Frankly, I mean, honestly, if you want to chalk that one up to like a pre-dumb story, because my friend kind of needed like, uh, fair, shots fired, fair. Fair. We's already a little bit in the mindset of pre-stupid, right? Like, we listen to my friend, like, oh, what an idiot. And don't worry. Some of us are like, dude, Florida not, AJ McCaw, VFX, three headlines, please. Okay, so we got headline number one. An Econel Lodge guest stabbed a Motel 6 guest after their dogs got into it. I didn't realize they were like hotel turf wars. Uh, no, there's not. There's just dog wars. So, these people. These people. Terrible. There's story one. Story two. An apartment caught on fire because somebody attempted to light a bug on fire on a futon. I hate to break it to you. That's flammable. This is is the second straight day. I know. Yesterday it was cobwebs. Burned the house down because of cob. The worst. The worst. And then we got story number three. A pantsless lady walked into a store and told the police, no, that other cop, he said it's fine. I can be (laughs) naked. 
So they can, they, I mean, they could legitimately probably just walk over to each other within a minuscule amount of time, but they also can do, okay, so, hey. Did you say she could be naked in here? (laughs) On top of the fact that I'm pretty positive, like, no, he, no, he didn't. No, I know for a fact he absolutely did not (laughs) say that. You know, public indecency and whatever. Yeah, because, you know, the law. Right. So there you go. (sighs) Three crazy stories. Logan classes starting uh, delayed this morning, not going to go in until 10 o'clock. There is a bomb threat at the school. So, of course, nobody needs to be in the school right now. So heads up again. Logan classes delayed this morning until 10 a.m. as uh, I'm sure everything's getting taken care of and everything is fine. But just FYI. AJ McCall on VFX. Uh, Florida not. We've had to. I don't know what it is about bugs. Like, don't get me wrong, McCall. I hate bugs. Right. But I've never thought... Bugs are house. One of them's got to go. We'll see. We'll flip the coin and see how this works out. Yeah. Two days in a row, we've had people that have decided to make that choice. I mean, everyone hates bugs, but Lizzie, has it come ever close to you to be like, ah, fire might be the way to go? Oh, not at all, really. <laughs> yeah, smart. Yeah. Because it could go bad in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Three full stories, please. Okay, story number one. A guy staying in a Motel 6 took his dog for a walk on Saturday. Meanwhile, a guy staying at a Nakano Lodge next door was also out walking his dogs. Well, I guess the dogs got into it. Then their owners got into it, and the Econo Lodge guy pulled a knife and stabbed the Motel 6 guy. Luckily, he'll be okay. What what what, what was the argument there? Hey, your dog sniffed my dog's butt. No, and they he was fought. The dogs were fighting. I know, but like... Dogs sometimes do that. Like, what was the argument that escalated from that point to, like, I'm going to stab you? I don't know. I have no idea. Hey, your dog's a jerk and is not lovable. Oh, that is it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know the slogan from Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. Not really sure what Econo Lodge is, but probably not. Our guests are going to stab you. So there's story one. feel confident that's not Yeah. Yeah. Then we got story number two. Uh, an apartment caught on fire when someone attempted to light a bug on fire on a futon. Of course. Just, Why would you not? I know. I have no idea. Look, if if the rule is double tap, then the only way to make sure that bug doesn't make it back is to just burn them and be like, I'll see you in H-E double hockey stick. They say it, quote, <laughs> lit up like a tinderbox. <laughs> yeah, as it would. Man, that futon just really took off, Dude, didn't it? it? Just, like, it was just... Wow, it just, it just went. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's story two. Then we got story number three. 21-year-old... Drunk lady walked into a gas station bathroom with no pants on or anything. <laughs> what? Like, on, can we just? I don't for, know. Can we just level with this for a second? Like, some, there are some. There are some immaculate gas station bathrooms. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, no, no. I don't want to be <laughs> in a gas station bathroom. Never. Never a situation that I think that that would be okay. Anyway, uh, her pants were in the car, so she actually had them, but. Whatever. Anyway, she came out of the bathroom. Cops were like, um, why are you in the store with no pants on? She said, oh, uh, that officer over there told me it was fine. <laughs> the officer was like, what, me? No. No. Why Why would you say that? Like, what, Lizzie, what possible reason do you have to use that crappy of a lie? Natural instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible natural instincts then. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, anyway, she's facing charges for disorderly conduct. The the cop, by the way, did not tell her that she could be naked in the store. I, I figured. Yeah. Good clarification, but I think we all kind of sorted that one out. So there you go. Three crazy stories. All right, Lizzie. So the question is, story one, two, or three, which one are you feeling is uh, from Florida? Because now we've got fire spiders, dog fights, and naked gas stations. Well, you're talking to a nurse here, so I've kind of heard a lot of it, or you know, <laughs> all of it. But I would, so 
I don't know. I would say three. You like number three because it's such a what one gross like right. We can all agree, gross. Two, what a lazy lie. Like it's one thing to have a bad lie. Like when we have the people who get busted with drugs in their pants, but like they're not my pants. I didn't wear these. Sorry. But it's one thing to lie and be able to point within a walkable distance and be like, that guy said that. Yep. And that guy could just immediately just put his hand up to his mouth and go, no, I did it. Mm-mm, that not is me. laziest lie ever. So with that being said, seems like the stupidity's there. There's nudeness. Sounds like Florida. Is it story number three? It is, actually. Congratulations. Yeah. Woo! We've got you hooked up and qualified to win that $50 gift card to Logan Lane's. Hang on the line. We'll grab some info from you, okay? Cool. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. I'm not going to kill bugs with fire. Good. Never have. Will not consider in future. Yeah, that's a great choice. Fly swatter the way to go, or in terms of producer butters, more saw games, but nothing that would, like, destroy his house. (laughs) Correct. Florida Knot, Lizzie wins on VFX. Speaking of Florida Knot, you want to help make a decision whether Jeff Bezos uh, threatened Leonardo DiCaprio or not? For sure. Because I kind of think he did. I'd love to. Heads up, uh, Logan High School under a bit of a delay this morning. There was apparently some kind of bomb threat, so classes are delayed till 10 a.m. while they double-check that, make sure everything's copacetic. So Logan not going to start till 10 a.m. this morning, FYI. Mm-hmm. AJ and McCall on VFX. I'm just going to read, no judgment, what I see in this picture and this tweet, and you tell me what you think between Jeff Bezos and Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. So he is hunched over on a sign, Bezos is, and it says, Danger, steep cliff, steep cliff, fatal drop. And the caption that Mr. Bezos wrote said, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. Dot, 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 tags Leo DiCaprio. Weird. I'm For just, what? I don't know. I'm just saying, apparently, Jeff Bezos trying to kill Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I guess there was a video that went viral of Leo chatting up uh, Bezos's, chatting up Bezos and his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, according to you know the internet scouts, Lauren was making quote serious goo goo eyes at Leo. Oh, which I mean, it's Leo DiCaprio. Right. I'd make goo goo eyes at Leo. Right? I mean, come on, I'm not. I'm a human. But, but like this, this 100 is Jeff Bezos. Kind of, kind of threatened to be like, hey, let's go along. But oh no, Leo tripped. Oh shucks. Yeah, it's one hundred percent what this is, right? Totally. That's why it is one hundred percent bonus Florida not uh, because let's let's be honest. I don't know what Lauren Lauren Sanchez's age is, but Leo 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 do all right. Yeah. And as far as I know, I've never heard him be Mister Steal Your Girl. He 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 do all right. So uh, Mr. Bezos, I think, is showing a little bit of his uh, insecurity there that. uh, you know, what's the quote? What's the thing that seven bajillion dollars can't buy? Apparently, it's security in oneself. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Go figure. Go also, figure. Leo's a national treasure. Like, Bezos, I don't care how much money you have. We love Leo. Yeah. McCall's just talking about the new movie he's about to make, the one about the... Um, Jamestown Massacre. That. Yep. That. And and the, the conversation we had was, what's the last thing really movie-wise he's done that was bad? And the answer is like... Mm. Yeah, I really, I really cannot think of one. You know, it's, it's funny because Mr. Bezos leads us perfectly into the uh, equality reciprocity. Yesterday, because of my friend talking about how he couldn't date the last girl he was with because she was, quote, high maintenance. And then when asked about it, said, you know what I mean. I have not heard the phrase 
a high maintenance man. And that may just be because it's not the, the type of people that I chase, but they've got to exist. There's no way they don't. Right. So the question is, how do you define that? Equality and reciprocity. Yesterday, the question was, how would you define a high-maintenance woman after my friend refused to do so, but then broke up a relationship because of it? So, how do you define a high-maintenance man? AJ McCall at VFX. I can honestly tell you, I don't think I've ever heard the term, but it's also not the type of people that I would chase. So, unlikely to come up. So, McCall, mm-hmm. how would you define a high-maintenance man? Um, I think it all goes back to the same like conversation that we were having yesterday. Uh, because for me, it's not necessarily like for, for men, it's not really identified as like high maintenance. It's just, I buy that. I said, I've never heard the term before. Yeah. It's just not, it's just like term terminology is interesting. So uh, as far as quote unquote high maintenance man, I feel like doesn't exist. It's interesting. My uh, sister-in-law, bless her heart, uses a uh, use tells has told me multiple times and told Ashley, my girlfriend, a story where when she started dating my brother because they're high school sweethearts and they they're married. They've been married for going on five years actually. Uh huh. Um, but she told me tells me a story all the time that when they got together and when they first started and when they started seriously dating, the phrase that she told him is, "I'm looking for a partner, not a project," was what she told him, mm-hmm. and. When I think of the phrase, when I try to to picture what I think is a high-maintenance man, I feel like patience is something that would definitely come up because I don't want to say all all men. I don't. But I feel like we generally take a minute to kind of catch up to what's going on in terms of the relationship. Like, I feel like we're kind of goofy and a little bit, little bit dumb as we go through it, kind of sorting out the emotional side and this side and the giving side. And it's not all. I want to be very clear because I don't want anybody yelling and saying, no, it wasn't me. That's great. You're the exception to rule. Congratulations. But I feel like there's just a lot of patience in terms of understanding because, like, men and women communicate differently. Mm-hmm. I had an example that happened in my life this week. Like, dudes can go up to each other, insult each other. In McCall's case, she's told the story about Dustin has a best friend. They used to physically fight. Yeah. They and just, then, you know, they'd tussle. They're friends. Oh, yeah, they're best friends. Doesn't work that way on the other side. Doesn't work that way between lines of communication as well. But I think fellas take a lot longer to understand that. Because, of course, like if you're you're a dude and you're hanging out with dudes and like you just, it becomes a standard, right? You can do that. And I think that's why teasing is such a big thing early on for little kids. Like as a way that people are like, oh, no, she doesn't not like you. She actually likes you or vice versa. He likes you. Because I think it's how dudes communicate with each other because emotionally we don't get on that level right away. It takes a long time, I think, for us to bond to the point with even best friends or family member to be able to express that level of emotion. And so I think that that takes a second to do so, obviously, with partners and women, et cetera. So I think that patience and just understanding when I picture like a high-maintenance man, that's what comes to my mind is someone who's just like, okay, come on. We got that. We did. We talked about this. You're still doing the same stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think what it comes down to when it it, it comes down to standards of people, because some people would look at a man who's going to express their emotions and have this conversation and be open to communicating and speaking with you and saying, oh, when this happened, that affected this. And so my feelings were hurt with this. People would say that that's high maintenance. People would say somebody who wants to go out and go buy new truck stuff is high maintenance. It's all, I think it's all just up to 
people's interpretation at the end of the day. It's just, I don't know. I think it's dumb. (laughs) Yesterday, we kind of inadvertently started a challenge, and the challenge was, what can you get away washing in your dishwasher? We didn't flat out say that. We just found out that one in six Americans use their dishwasher mainly, as in the number one thing they wash in there is not dishes. So the challenge became, okay, what's the craziest thing you washed in there? And while it may have worked, I'm not saying it didn't, I have not done it, Producer Butters came with a pretty interesting answer to the table. And then one appliance also comes up as well because, you know, when there's a chance you could burn your house down, you know, maybe you ought to pay attention to that. Yeah. We weren't necessarily challenging you to put something insane into your dishwasher because Lord knows we don't need people come back like, DJ McCall just said I could wash this in my dishwasher and now it's no. destroyed. No. We didn't say that. No, we didn't. AJ McCall on VFX. But the discussion broke out. So one in six people use their dishwasher for something mainly besides dishes, which means if you ask them, you know, top five answers on the board, show me dishes, it'd come in at best at number two for what they wash most. So we're like, okay, so what realistically can you put in there? Because we had a little bit of discussion. McCall talked about trash cans. She talked about keys. Mm-hmm. So the challenge became, what's the craziest thing you can put in there? And Sarah was actually great. She was messages a bunch on the AJ McCall page. She said, uh, we've raised potatoes in there, baseball caps, kids' toys. So we're like, okay. Okay, all that tracks. Mm-hmm. When producer Butters comes along, and he says, I'm not saying I've done it, but it works. You take your desktop keyboard, mm-hmm. and you put it in there, and you got to let it dry. Yes, comes you out, plug it in. <laughs> yeah, right? Comes out brand new. It's fancy. And I just want to know, who thought of that? Like, how did you think keyboard like who who, who, who made the, the connection to be like eh, dishwasher let's try why not like <laughs> yeah tur- I don't turn know. the heat down and if you're gonna go home and try to turn the heat down that was the other thing you said turn yes. the heat down yes but like who made that connection i think i feel like it has to be i don't know for a fact but i feel like it has to be like a very basic keyboard It'd probably be safe like, to make sure it's one that you wouldn't, like, you'd be upset, but, like, you wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, this was, like, the nice keyboard. Yeah, I feel like it can't be, like, a Bluetooth. I don't know for a fact, but I don't know much about, like, you know, electronics. So I feel like if you were to put a Bluetooth keyboard in there and then, like, dunk it in water, <laughs> there may be some issues. Probably. That seems reasonable. I don't know, though. I mean, because let's be honest, keyboards are disgusting. Oh, so gross. Ugh. They're so nasty. Uh, while we were having this discussion, though, something else came up because, you know, once we start talking about appliances, we just can't stop. I guess, that's, Here we I are. guess we're adults. That's, that's how it goes. So uh, oven self-cleaning, how does that process work? Because I have never done that. And then we got in a full detailed discussion about it. And then we're like, well, maybe me, AJ, shouldn't try it because it sounds like a great way. To burn down your house. To you know, take that to the next level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really simple because it's got like the self cleaning buttons and things on it. Yeah, I look, I'm behind that. I love the idea of just one button and done. It's like one button and then really hot and then done. <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, you hit that and it cranks it up to about a million degrees. It and does, then, and then it just burns everything out of there. Yeah, and then you gotta wipe it out. Which is the step producer butter skip? Which I gotta be honest, look. Look, I love that Producer Butters seems like an average Joe like me. We both we both uh, don't clean the dishes as often as McCall does. But his his cleanliness that I guess comes in like extreme bursts sometimes, it blows my mind that yeah. he was like, all right, I'm going to 
I'm going to self-clean and heat everything off of my oven. And then I'm not going to take the ashes out. I'm going to leave those in there with the food that I put in next. Yeah. That kind of blows my mind. I'm going to be honest. But, I mean, at least they're... At least they're de- disinfected ashes. Yeah, you right. Know, you turn I mean, up to a million degrees. What I mean, what's it gonna do? They're they're all dissolved at that point. All the bad bad stuff. <laughs> Winter uh, heating tip: self clean your oven during the holiday season. No. Heat up the whole house. <laughs> uh, you know, normally when we talk about TikTok. Uh, it's usually some silly trend, despite the fact that it's everybody's guilty pleasure, whether you want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. But there's actually something really amazing that happened because of TikTok. And this story needs to be shared because it saved uh, it saved a girl's life. Mm-hmm. Normally, TikTok uh, would find its way on our show because, well, some kind of new trend's going on and it's a little bit cringy. But got to highlight the fact that something amazing happened because of uh, what a girl found on TikTok. AJ McCall at VFX, there's a 16-year-old girl who went missing in North Carolina last week. She was found in Kentucky, and the reason why is because she was able to signal for help to a random driver who knew what the hand signal meant and called 911. Mm. She's safe. The guy that is uh, accused of kidnapping her is in custody. Mm-hmm. And I was when I was at the gym last night, they had it all over the news as well, and they were showing it. A lot of people were showing the sign, and they were showing the TikTok videos. And very simply put, you hold your palm facing out with your thumb tucked in, and then you uh, close your four fingers over it. Yeah. And it's a sign for help. And I, that's, a, that's outstanding. That is insane to me just from the standpoint of you have to think like all of the little details that went into it that just the timing could not be correct. And it would throw the whole thing off. The girl happened to see it. The driver happened to see it. Mm-hmm. The driver trusted that she was doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. That's just that's amazing that that happened. Yeah, it is. And that is why that it just needed to be shared that that is kind of cool that, well, not necessarily, I would necessarily say that everybody should have TikTok. You know, hopefully the algorithm works and you get up on good sides of TikTok because that's the amazing thing that McCall, myself and producer Butters find out in the videos we happen to stumble across. Just they're not the same. There's trends that one of us has no idea about that the other two are like, oh, yeah, I've seen yep. that. It's crazy. Yeah. But that is really cool and something that uh, I guess, you know, I feel like. Did you know this before before uh-huh. this story? I did not know that. Yeah, so, it's it's something that I I don't know how long it's been around. Um, I think it's a domestic. Yeah, that's sim- the, the there's a tweet here that explains it's a domestic violence signal. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, it's gained a a ton of traction thanks to TikTok, but yeah, it's been it's been around for a hot minute. I think this is one of those things that I feel like. I don't know how you would disseminate this. I guess TikTok's the best way to do so. But, like, I feel like once this was decided, like, they should have done, like, a, I, I, I mean, I guess it benefit is, is people. You don't want the people who are doing the bad things to know it. Mm-hmm. But uh, somewhere, I mean, I guess I, I could have Googled it. Like, I'll, I'll put the onus part, at least partially on me. I just, I didn't know this. So. I, I, I guess, let me, let me clarify. It actually started up 2020 was when it started. The Canadian Women's Foundation had the signal for help is what it's called. Okay. Uh, April 14th, 2020. Again, palm facing out, tuck your thumb in, four fingers over. That's the signal you're looking for. Yep. It's a sign for help. Trap your thumb. Um, <laughs> random question that I, I came across while having a discussion with a friend the other day. Mm-hmm. So it's getting colder. Yes. And if you were to put blankets up in your windows, I fully respect that. I'm going to have blankets up in my windows, you know, to try and insulate the house a little bit. But before we quite get there, when it comes to curtains, mm-hmm. 
Closed, right? 100%. Nobody looking in. Closed, right? Call it being home a little bit earlier because it's dark out. It's messing with your body's internal clock or it's cold out and you just want to be home and inside. But AJ McCall at VFX having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who said, look, I don't want to be weird, but I know you talk about watching your neighbor all the time. You do that through closed blinds. And I said, yeah, of course. I'm like, of course I'm going to. So I've noticed that a lot of the houses in my neighborhoods at nighttime keep their curtains and or blinds open. And I find that extremely strange because like you can see all their business, obviously, if you wanted to. I was like, well, I think I, I think they assume that people would have some decency and, you know, not like you'd be like, let's document everything that's going on in this house. But I acknowledge, yeah, yes, I think that's a little bit weird. See, I, I, I like to keep my windows open, like my blinds open. All night? I don't keep them open all night, no. Do you have a set time you close them? Yeah. Usually in the evenings, um, as it starts to get dark, I close them because, you know, my lights are on inside and it's dark outside and... If it's dark on the outside and it's light on the inside, you can see inside. And if it's, what is it, light on the outside and dark inside, you can see inside. Makes sense. Remember. Something along those lines. Fine. That sounds still reasonable to me. I don't know. I, I, you know, I didn't think to ask because I was trying to balance between like, do I tell my friend they're crazy, but I kind of agree with them. Because like, so I live, I live on a house that faces Main Street. So I keep my stuff closed like all day. Like, we have this big window that faces Main Street, and I just, no, it's cool. I'm going to keep the blinds closed. Yeah. And so that's the case, but uh, I would find it, I guess, weird if I had paid attention to the point, like, if I lived in a more normal neighborhood, like, with not not both streets being Main Street. Right. Um, probably find it a little bit weird, because, but the other thing is, too, I guess I should I should say this as an outsider, like, is it really, is it really that surprising for Utah? Utah, a little bit more... Tight knit, like the, we talk about the locks thing and stuff like that. Like we're we're a little bit closer here, so the fact that maybe people leave the blind, the same kind of thing, right? I think so. Just comfort. They just assume nobody's like, what's going on in here? For the most part, you'd hope that nobody's being too snoopy. Like it worries me sometimes, but for the most part, I still I just like the light that the lights that the blinds open brings in. Yeah, during that, the day, there's a reason. Natural light. Right. So, so needed. Right. Yeah. No argument here. I got you. I got you. During the day, I got no problem with it. I don't, but I, I got no problem with it. I'm just, I, depending at the time of night, be like, okay, what, what are you doing? Like, you're just like, all right, serial killer, you want to see everything that's happening? Here you go. Here's the show. I mean, I close them at like 4.30 now since it's dark then. That's, that, yeah, the yeah, daylight saving time. Screwed right. up blinds and curtain time too. Like, sure did. Guys, come on. Sure did. <laughs> um, someone sent us a story and wanted to get our background after we went on our ghost hunt, which we will get to when it comes to paranormal powers within um, tiny humans. Oh, okay. Also, I don't know if you saw this, McCall, but there's been a little bit of a stretch of people apparently finding stuff in secret stashes. We got a message about one. Oh. And I found another one online from a, called a friend of a friend, an acquaintance. How about that? Okay. But apparently, you should probably go through some of the stuff in the attic or... It, it's, Secret stashes exist, which makes me super pumped, to be honest. Okay. Is it fair to say that everyone would like to find treasure? Yeah. Like, maybe everyone wouldn't necessarily want to go on the treasure hunt with all the perils and all that and combat and whatever. But, like, if you could find some treasure, you know, metal detecting or some some random antique in your house, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is worth so much money. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be legit. Yeah. AJ McCall for the Auto Matrix Group debate at eight. Well, I stumbled across this story someone shared. Just a random story off the internet. Apparently, 
what happened is uh, somebody's father had passed away, and him and his sister were going through the closet cleaning out stuff, and they found a coffee can, one of those old metal tin ones, you know, and they opened it up to find a sock in it, you know, unusual, why is a sock in here? $2,000 of cash. Whoa. I was like, ooh. Nice. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So last night I played video games with my friend and I'm talking to her. I was like, yeah, I just read the story. I was like, that's so cool. Like, it's it's kind of like finding treasures, not like, not totally, but I mean, who's going to turn down $2,000 in cash? Right, right, of course. So uh, Buddy was telling me, friend of a friend of his, I guess recently had an aunt pass away. Okay. And family was going through the house, sorting stuff up because it was kind of suddenly. And same thing, Campbell's soup can. Someone found it stashed in like a, I think up in the attic or something. They're like, this is so weird. Why is this up there? And we're walking down to throw it away. And then someone's like, well, did you see if there's anything in it? Just in case. Right. Open it up. Gold jewelry. Huh. So what I'm getting from this is Sounds that like magic. I need to find where all the cans are stashed. Yes. In my family's homes. You do. Because now I'm like, wait, wait a sec. Hold on a second For here. Just one moment. I don't know, to be honest with you, I'm not saying that I don't have family that might keep a little bit off to the side. Like growing up, I had a grandma that legitimately would put money in envelopes and then put it in the freezer. Yeah. Would legitimately hide it in the freezer. Ugh, so I'm not saying I don't. so muggy and gross. <laughs> Cold, hard cash. Uh, so I'm not saying I don't necessarily have family that would do that, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I have family that would do that. I don't know that I would just like... Heaven forbid, anytime soon. Right. But like wander through a house that we have to go through and clean out and see what's in there and sort it all out for the family or whatever. I don't think I'm going to find a coffee can magically with a mm. couple bucks in it. I think that's probably a safe bet. But I want to. Yeah. That's it. I think. I think the only way I gotta. I gotta. I gotta put this out in the universe for it to come back to me. I think I'm gonna have to go get. I'm gonna have to go dig up an old can. Probably. And I'm gonna have to put some cash off to the side myself. Mm-hmm. Just for the fun of it, so somebody else can find it. And if push comes to shove, you know, it's my emergency stash. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just jealous now. I want to, I want, so bad I asked, you know, it's Christmas time, and I'm not going to do it because they're so expensive. But just two birthdays ago, I asked for a metal detector because I was like, ah, whatever. If we find something, it'll be cool. If not, whatever. But I want to find some kind of treasure to people finding these money and jewelry and cans. Like, I want that experience. It's like finding. Something lost because, like, we've we've had the stories where someone puts doesn't pay attention and something's in an envelope or whatever, and it just gets chucked out, and all of a sudden, it's like, family lost fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, there was that one I think a couple months ago where a dude at the dump was nice enough that he found it and returned. It, it was like fifteen grand, which is crazy to me. Because I mean, proud of you for being honest. Yes, but yeah. Because I think a lot of people be like, "What cash? No way! Didn't did not find it. Is that a new car? No, ah, this old thing. Nah." Mm-hmm. Check the coffee, check the cans in the house. Yes. There's probably money. It seems like it's scattered everywhere. There's money somewhere. Yes. Uh, we actually got a message out. McCall and I, of course, went on a ghost hunt uh, the Friday before Halloween, and, and we talked about that experience. Well, someone asked a very particular question, and, well, me, scale 1 to 10 when it comes to my paranormal expertise, quote unquote, maybe, maybe a 1. Okay. Maybe. Call a little bit more experience. So we'll see what you think, but it has to do with a specific type of person seeing ghosts okay. not just people in general someone more sensitive to it what do you do when all of a sudden your kiddo starts talking to something that's not there and then making like really good points to referencing to that person you're like wait a second hold on hold on you talking to a ghost <laughs> aj mccall for the automatrix group debated eight on vfx so here's the story we got 
My daughter Vanessa had uh, called me the other night because her daughter Olivia looked up and said, where's Rosa? My daughter asked, who's Rosa? Olivia said, the girl talking to the other people, she left. My mom's been in heaven for 10 years. Her name was Rosa. It's possible that my granddaughter just had an imagine. Just had an imaginary friend, maybe watched a Spanish cartoon with Rosa as a character there, or is it possible that she saw my mom and potentially other family members that are in heaven? Yes. I don't talk about my mom to her, but maybe I should now, question mark? Uh, In question, do children see ghosts? Yes. I feel like the veil, as they would say, is very thin for for children. I just do. I feel like it's very much... uh, easier accessible question mark if that's what you want to say i i genuinely do believe though that that is uh, that's the case yeah i don't know what the reasoning would be but it completely makes sense to me that with their imagination and lack of i don't know like they wouldn't tell themselves like i didn't see that right well exactly like you're not gonna have the how old was she uh did it say it hasn't. It did not say. You know, at a certain age, it's like they don't. Kids don't really have the capability of just like lying. You know, of just making up stories. It's true. I mean, what are the odds that she pulled that name out of just thin air? Like, right. Like the person who messages offered some suggest- suggestions, and they they could be. Sure. They could be plausible. Sure, but quite the coincidence, if so. Mm-hmm. I no, I think that's the case because what is it? Uh, you you've said too that with your dogs. Oh, that yeah. you feel like they have had, I mean, in, how many videos have you seen a cat where they just... Just randomly look up? Yeah. Very, very common with, like, Yogi, especially. Yogi's very attentive. So is Tiesel. Tiesel's been really attentive recently. I'm like, what are you looking at? Can you stop, please? Like, would you would you quit? Would you quit it? No? Okay, great. I don't remember as a kid anything unusual, but I tend to believe now that the longer I've been in Utah and gotten more into this paranormal stuff, that uh, one, one, obviously, it exists. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there's something about the, um, I guess I would call them self-conscious roadblocks we put up as we grow up, mm-hmm. as you learn kind of like society's expectations and stuff like that, so you there's less freedom to it. I think the lack of that for children and the imagination, totally. Yeah. But I think they were way more sensitive. And like McCall said, I don't I don't think any kid has ever been like, this is going to be a hilarious prank. Watch, Watch this. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened. No. So feel pretty confident that the answer is yes, as opposed to your question, uh, is it possible she saw your mom? Yeah, I think it's distinctly possible. Totally. Is it? No way to know. We had great success with the other realm. Might I suggest you, you look into something like that? Mm-hmm. They have the tools to possibly make that conversation easier to manage and sort out. Yeah. Look, it's about that time of the year where I start making the case for you like mac and cheese, right? Why not have it during Thanksgiving? Blasphemy. But um, state by state, the best uh, sides for Thanksgiving were put out there. And of course, of course, some states had to make it a little bit weird. Look, there's no there's no wrong way to eat a potato, I feel like. Yeah. But like on Thanksgiving, there's like one, maybe two select ways we do the potato, right? Right. Not according to the rest of the country. <sighs> When you think of potatoes on Thanksgiving, and again, let's acknowledge, when it comes to a potato, it's really hard to screw it up. It's like one of nature's most diverse foods. AJ and McCall on VFX. But when you think of potatoes on Thanksgiving, how do you think of them? Mashed. Okay. Or sweet. Yes. Okay. Yams, I, I accept. Guess. I accept both of those answers. I don't eat them, but yeah, those. No, I They're accept there. both of those. And I would, I would, it would be probably, I 
I would be caught off guard by roasted potatoes, but I wouldn't frown at it. Roasted potatoes sound delicious. Au gratin potatoes, I would also accept because who's going to hate cheese and potatoes? Pretty good choice. Right? Cheese and potatoes, bomb. So, so get this, right? State by state, love these. Google found what is the most liked side dish state by state for Thanksgiving. Okay. So, for instance, our neighbors, neighbors to the west, Nevada, mashed potatoes. Utah, by the way, rolls. Respect. Gotta have the carbs. Yeah. But it's because everybody here makes good, like, handmade rolls. Raise up. That's great. I love that. Okay, so baked sweet potatoes came up. Uh, mashed potatoes, of course, came up. Mashed mm-hmm. potatoes came up a lot. You know what else came up? Baked potatoes. Yeah. People do baked potatoes. Usually we have both. I mean, like, with my family's stuff, we'll usually have both baked and mashed potatoes. But you do, like, a baked potato bar. Okay, I, I mean, again, it's a potato, so, like, I'm not going to be like, this is ridiculous, I'm not going to eat this potato, but, but, okay, this is weird to me, there's no way this is as weird as you saying that mac and cheese for Thanksgiving is weird, this, no, like, no, you don't do baked potato for Thanksgiving, you, why, because it's, it, because it's what, a baked potato, because it's a potato that's just baked, no, because you're ba- putting everything in the oven anyway, no, because a baked potato goes with, like, steak. That's what I think of when I think of baked potato is steak. Thanksgiving is mad, like, the gravy and all that. Do you put gravy on your baked potato? I mean, you can, but usually it's, like, covered in, like, we'll do twice-baked potatoes, which are delicious. Mm. Uh, another one that stands out, and I'm not saying I don't get it because, like, depending on how your Thanksgiving is, it's probably good to have some snacks ahead of time. And McCall said with her tradition... That they, you know. You got celery cheese sticks. So uh, in Missouri and Minnesota, of course, the two states you would think of, charcuterie trays are the most popular side dish. Yeah, of course. Which I kind of get, but I grew up up in those households where everybody starves all day and then we eat in the middle of the day and then you don't move for the rest of the day. So like, I'm not against appetizers. They just didn't exist on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because you got to save all that room to the point where you almost explode. Right. That's how it goes. Okay. So now I really, I I just want to know, like. Call says baked potatoes is legit. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to argue with potatoes as a whole ever. Mm-hmm. So do you do baked potatoes for Thanksgiving? Because that's a new one on me. For me, for the most part, like really, like if I'm making Thanksgiving dinner because I did that last year, it was just mashed potatoes. I didn't make baked potatoes and mashed potatoes. Mm, mashed potatoes. But, mm. you know. Mm. Let me see. Mashed potatoes go with everything. They do. But do you do baked potatoes... Thermo Fisher poll today. Brand new to me. Now I just want to know. What is it is a majority? I'm gonna guess majority, but we'll find out. Utah's VFX on our Instagram story. Thermo Fisher Scientific and Logan is now hiring for manufacturing technicians across multiple shifts with a starting rate of $15 an hour plus shift differentials for off shifts. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. While you're perusing our social media, Utah's VFX, of course, please also vote for Parknarks. I know, yesterday, first day after daylight saving time kicked in, a little bit sluggish, it's dark all the time. Maybe you didn't see it. Luckily, we're here to help you out and reintroduce you so you can get your shots on, shots in to insult them, because they're terrible parkers. Yep. Can't blame me if you missed it yesterday, the first Monday after daylight saving time as we enter the holiday part of the season where everything starts to slow down to a crawl and everybody's like, all right, so if I like take off a little early, is anyone going to notice? Like, yeah, everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. It's fine. AJ McCall on VFX. Nominee number one, I park where I want. This motorcycle has decided not to completely park, 
behind a vehicle, but partially park behind a vehicle. It's going to get clipped. That's what's going to happen. Bro, what are you doing? It's big danger. Look, I don't know. Probably, probably I should not give the advice to park on grass, but there's grass like right in the foreground or the background of this picture. Mm -hmm. You could probably park there and it'll be fine. Yeah, probably. Nominee number two. Good double park job. Woo! SUV was like, oh my gosh, they're open. I got to be the first one in. So they rolled in. Skirt, skirt, right up the sidewalk at the front of the door. The problem is, is that they got left tires in the parking spot. They got right tires in a different parking spot. And that different parking spot is a special needs spot. Yep. You that's can't a, park there. That's a problem. It is a big problem. Because you're supposed to have a pass to get there. Mm-hmm. That's why they're up front. Like, And what's worse is like, there's a perfectly good parking spot that you can have. Yep. So often we've seen these people where they just skirt, skirt their way in, take the special needs spot, hog up the extra space with the stripy rectangles. This one... Could have been it, fine. You just could have pulled in the exact right spot and you would have been good. But they're like, nah, pfft. I just, I gotta go in real quick. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Nobody's gonna need this. And even if they do, they can wait. Yep. Jerk. That's why they make park narks. Vote for the one you think is worst. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Friday, we will announce who's the worst parker in Cache Valley as we are. We're there. We're on the cusp of doing the tournament to find out who's the worst parker in 2021. So thank you to all those who have narked for us this year and since the start of Park Narks. And you can continue to do so. If you see terrible parking, take a picture, send it to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, because Park Narks will, of course, continue in of 2022. Course. Of course it will. Something is on your social media, and we want it on our social media. Yeah. AJ and McCall at VFX. It's VFX's Facebook roulette. AJ Knight, McCall, Taylor, if you're friends with us, then, well, it could be your post we like and share. McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on my friend Brindley's post, and it says, me, could you pass me the Washingtonshire sauce? Her. The what? <laughs> me. The Westminster Shore sauce? Her. Are you having a, a stroke? Me. The Warcaster Shiner sauce. Oh, I'm in. Warcaster Shiner from hence therefore. <laughs> right, nerdy night. Warcaster Shiner. Oh, it's it's terrible. I finally figured out how to say it. But Yeah. It's the Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I read it. I used to read it out. Because I was like, oh yeah, Warchestershire. No. Worcestershire. The English language is stupid. That's Very the conclusion dumb. we've come to. Very dumb sauce. The sauce that uh, makes steak taste good. Speaking of nerds, I landed on a post from, from I Love Halloween, but it says when you're halfway through a book and come to a plot twist at 1 a.m. and it's Sheldon down on the ground for Big Bang Theory, he says, I don't need sleep. I need answers. It's true. File that away to anything. Shows. Who hasn't binged and be like, just, just one more. And all of a sudden you're like, how's it three in the morning? I have no idea. Just the other night, one of my favorite, uh, one of the fan fictions I've been reading, waiting for an update, update. I was like, well, I'm not going to not read this. That's true. It's true. You can win. Yay. The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor. Find and add us across all social media. Same with Utah's VFX and AJ and McCall. They all work. Vote yeah. for Park Narks. Find the Instagrams. Find the TikToks. It's easy enough, right? Uh, also, if you miss anything on the show, you can just search for AJ McCall where podcasts are. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app. We are at all those places. Everything we do is there. And anything, you know, social media-wise, obviously, AJ McCall. Yeah. We're there. We're doing things. Here's a question for you. Is what's, Which is worse, snow or cold rain? Cold rain. I kind of think I'm I'm a big proponent of rain, but I kind of think the same thing. Yeah. Like that'll cold rain is chill the worst. You to your bones fast. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm. bitter. I kind of agree. Tell tomorrow for the AJ and McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.